0: Hello, this is May Ignat from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, May 15th and the positive cases of coronavirus in India is now at 82,700 with 2,600 deaths and 28,500 recoveries. Worldwide, the positive cases are now at 45,46,000 with 3, 800 deaths, and 17, 16 thousand recoveries. The big news of the day comes from Maharashtra, where the government has decided to extend the lockdown in Mumbai, Pune, and other COVID-19 hotspots until May 31st. As per reports, Aurangabad, Solapur, and Malegao are also among other hotspots which will come under the extended lockdown. The state government is yet to issue any official announcement. The decision was arrived at a meeting on Thursday morning that was attended by Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre and Deputy Chief Minister Ajit Pawar, among other state cabinet ministers. Reports also indicate that the state will implement centres guidelines that will be issued over the next two days in other areas. The move is likely a result of the worsening prevalence of coronavirus cases in the state. Maharashtra added 1,602 new COVID-19 cases, a fresh single-day high, taking the tally to 27,524 on Thursday, while 44 deaths raised the toll to 1,019 people. Three cities in the state, namely Mumbai, Pune and Thane, accounted for as many as 23,339 cases or 84% of the confirmed COVID-19 cases in Maharashtra. Out of these cases, 17,556 cases are active, while 4,951 people have recovered from the disease. 832 people have died in these cities specifically. The nationwide shutdown, which was enforced on March 24th, has been extended twice, on April 14th and May 4th. The third phase will end two days later, on May 17th. In a televised address to the nation on Tuesday, Prime Minister Narendra Modi said there will be a fourth phase of the lockdown, which will be very different from the earlier three phases. Restaurant aggregator Zomato said that it will lay off around 13% of its employees and announce pay cuts of up to 50% across its workforce for six months starting June. In a note sent to Zomato employees earlier today, founder and CEO Dipinder Goyal wrote, quote, While we continue to build a more focused Zomato, we do not foresee having enough work for all our employees. We owe all our colleagues a challenging work environment, but we won't be able to offer that to around 13% of our workforce going forward. Zomato co-founder Gaurav Gupta and CEO of food delivery business Mohit Gupta will be in touch with the impacted staff through video calls over the next few days to help them find jobs as soon as possible. Unquote. Goyal said Zomato will financially and emotionally support them to the fullest extent. Goyal also told his employees, quote, those of Zomato employees who are impacted by the layoffs will get invites from a zoom call with the leadership team within the next 24 hours. These invites will be sent to you via email and ding talk. For everyone who is not impacted, An email from hr at zomato.com in the next six hours should tell you that your jobs are here to stay. While lower cuts are being proposed for the company's staff with lower salaries, salary reduction of about 50% is for those with higher salaries, unquote. The CEO also said that despite the pay cuts, the company will continue to be short of its salary reduction target. He told his employees, quote, So many people have volunteered for a 100% pay cut for at least six months. That is something I wouldn't expect to happen at many other companies. The pay cut will not apply to employees who have already taken a voluntary cut equal to or higher than the proposed temporary reduction. During this time, outside of the handover period of one to two weeks, we expect these folks to spend 100% of their time and energy towards looking for jobs outside of Zomato. He also said that Zomato employees who are out of work at the company will continue to get 50% salary for the six-month period. Violence erupted in the town of Sendhwa in Madhya Pradesh as thousands of migrant workers went on warpath after traffic was jammed on National Highway 3. The migrants alleged that Madhya Pradesh government had made no arrangement of food or transportation for them. Cellphone videos from the spot showed hundreds of people screaming and running besides the highway near Maharashtra-Madhya Pradesh border. Reports from the spot said they threw stones at the police station there. One resident of the state who was bound for satna told the media, quote, People here are travelling with month-old babies. The Maharashtra government sent us still here, but the MP government is extending no help to us. We have been here since last night, hungry and thirsty. No one cares about us, unquote. District collector Amit Tomar said the stone pelting took place as some migrants felt after the buses left, there would not be any more vehicles for those left behind. He said there were efforts made to reassure and calm the situation. The migrants were then sent to transit points in different districts in 135 buses from the border. The collector added, quote, Our administration is providing facilities like food, water, shelter to labourers who are coming in their own vehicles or through other conveyances and providing facility of buses to others who are entering Madhya Pradesh walking from Maharashtra's border, unquote. This was not the first time the city was witnessed to such an event. On May 3rd too, over a thousand workers staged a protest in Barwani after the district was sealed. Demanding that they be allowed to enter and continue the journey to their villages, the labourers blocked the Agra-Mumbai National Highway. When asked to move away from the highway, they started throwing stones at the police. For Madhya Pradesh, the challenge of transporting the labourers to their destinations in more than other states given its location. The landlocked state has to take care of not only its own migrants who are on their way home from other states, but also those who are on their way to Uttar Pradesh and Bihar and ferry them to the borders of their states. Sendwa, which is located in Barwani district, is a crucial stop for the migrant labourers from Maharashtra taking the road to go to Bihar and Uttar Pradesh. Every day, thousands of migrants pour into town from where they take buses and trucks for the onward journey. Officials said the maximum pressure is at Bijasan Ghat on the border of Sendwa where 5,000 to 6,000 labourers are showing up every day. The administration said over the last three days, nearly 15,000 labourers have been served food at Sendhwa. Chief Minister Shivraj Singh Chauhan has appealed to the labourers to have patience, saying they will be transported free of cost by buses after medical checkups and a meal. He said the Madhya Pradesh government will ensure that every labourer reaches home. Assam Chief Minister Sarbananda Sonowal has written to the centre about extending the ongoing lockdown by two more weeks from May 18th. Sonowal said at a press conference that all states were supposed to give their feedback on the extension of the lockdown and the Assam government had already conveyed its stand to the centre. He said, quote, The state has also conveyed its views on the relaxations and why it wants the fourth phase of the lockdown. Let the government of India take a view on that. I don't want to say much about this now. All the states have written to the center, which will take a decision on the extension. Meanwhile, the total number of coronavirus patients in Assam has risen to 87 with 43 active cases. Assam released a fresh set of standard operating procedures to be followed while dealing with passengers returning to the state from other parts of the country by trains. The procedures list out how passengers will be dealt with once they enter Assam and get down at various stations. All train passengers to Assam, irrespective of their boarding stations, will be first put in institutional quarantine. Symptomatic passengers will undergo detailed medical examination at the deboarding station and if necessary, they will undergo isolated institutional quarantine facility at the deboarding station. Otherwise, they will proceed for the institutional quarantine facility arranged by the Deputy Commissioner of Destination District. Asymptomatic passengers will be handed over to the representatives of Destination Districts for onward journey in officially provided vehicles to the district headquarters and then onwards to the institutional quarantine facilities. The SOP also mentions that pregnant women, senior citizens above 75, families with children below 10, Disabled persons and those who have to attend funerals will be allowed home quarantine, provided they are asymptomatic. Now that everyone is in lockdown and glued to their phones, social media platforms are seeing an unprecedented rise in traffic. To keep up with the crowd, Facebook has announced a slew of features across Instagram, WhatsApp and its flagship platform, Facebook. Here's a roundup of what is being offered. On Facebook, Facebook recently launched its own video conferencing solution to rival popular players such as Zoom, Google Meet, etc. known as Messenger Rooms, which can support up to 50 participants on a call with no time limit. Another initiative by Facebook is to support small businesses by helping them connect to their customers online. The company has launched support small business stickers and hashtags and has added business nearby and marketplace sections in the app menu to allow people to connect to their neighborhood shops. A COVID-19 specific information center has been created on Facebook to provide the users with updates and latest news regarding the spread of the disease. A donation button has also been developed which can be used by creators and celebrities during a Facebook live stream to ease the process of collecting funds for COVID-19 relief. Here's what is new on Instagram. All sticker packs launched on Facebook are available on Instagram too and whenever one of these stickers is used on someone's Insta story, all such stories are clubbed together under the sticker story on Instagram to allow users to identify and support small businesses around them. A new feature rolled out by Instagram allows users to delete a large number of comments in a single go. This allows greater control over the comments thread, especially for users with millions of followers. Additional options to block and restrict comments from certain accounts have also been made available and pinning comments is also in the works. In response to the recent Boys Locker Room controversy which involved the inappropriate use of Instagram, the company released the fifth edition of its Community Standards Enforcement Report on May 13th. This was done to keep the application safe for use and to enforce stricter policies to combat cyberbullying and harassment. Though mainly developed as a mobile application, a significant section of Instagram's users access the app on their laptops and desktops as well. Recently, Instagram made live videos compatible with laptops and is now adding the ability to save live IGTV videos on one's profile so that they can persist beyond the usual 24-hour limit. Here are the new features on WhatsApp. For a long time, WhatsApp allowed only 4 participants in a video call at a time. However, this limit was increased in late April, now allowing up to 8 participants to facilitate wider communication during the lockdown. Ever since the launch of stickers on WhatsApp, they have consistently been garnering a lot of attention from the app's millions of users. Furthering that push, WhatsApp launched a variety of new stickers to spread the stay-at-home message. This has definitely been well-received as statistics show that stickers from this package are among the three most commonly used stickers over the month. WhatsApp's parent company Facebook has decided to integrate the two services even deeper by allowing messenger rooms to be accessed via a shortcut button in the attachment section on WhatsApp web. Several other interesting updates are expected to be rolled out by the end of May. Some of the most widely anticipated ones include WhatsApp Pay, its own UPI-based digital payment service, disappearing messages, timed self-destructing messages similar to Snapchat texts, and in-app web page browsing, a feature already present in Facebook and Instagram apps. And now for some roaring content from the den of newslaundry.com. You must have heard about how India has partially resumed passenger train services on May 12th with eight trains operating to and from New Delhi. Our reporters Anusia Som and Basant Kumar wanted to find out how the authorities are managing this transportation scenario and went to the New Delhi station. What they saw was a crowd which stood for hours in long queues under the scorching sun, desperate to go home. Watch the video report on our YouTube channel where the people relayed their harrowing experiences at the railway station. In other news, the first round of layoffs has struck Economic Times, owned by the Times Group on May 6th. Ayush Tiwari spoke to the furloughed employees, trying to find out the extent of the financial trouble our largest media group is in. Now that the Times Group has started laying off people, going by previous patterns, the other media houses are bound to follow. Read the report on our website. Dear listeners, it's a good time to remind you that the reason why small independent media houses like ours are able to stay strong in times of crisis is because of your support and the support of people who believe that news is a public good. I realize that the situation our media ecosystem is in is terrible. But I know that Out of this crisis, a stronger and more flexible business model will emerge which will be more accountable to the public and more critical of the establishment. Do consider subscribing to newslaundry.com by going to our website and clicking on the subscribe button. Our subscription cost is as low as 300 rupees a month. Pay to keep news free. Oh, and we also have a new NL Sena project up. Economist and columnist Vivek Kall is doing a series trying to make sense of the Indian economy in a post-COVID-19 world. Do contribute to the project so that he can give you some context about what is about to happen to our economy, how different sectors will be affected and how it will affect you. That's all the news I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow and stay safe.